Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The U.S. Market Update with Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. Here's what we have on the screen. A bit of green. And this, as we saw, major averages rising overnight, boosted by technology shares as Wall Street tries to recover from a tough week. The S&P 500 gained 1.4% to close at 4,764. The Nasdaq Composite outperformed, rising 2.2% to 14,844. In fact, it was the tech index's best day since mid-November. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average added over 200 points or 0.6% to 37,683. So let's check in now with Dave Sakura. He is the Chief U.S. Market Strategist at Morningstar Research Services. Dave, thanks for joining us on the show today. Of course. Good morning. How are you doing? Doing great, Dave. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you. All right. Let's check in now with what's going on. And we've got tech coming back. If you look at the likes of NVIDIA rising 6.4%, it's reached an all-time high. So it does look like the Magnificent 7 is off to a good start. Well, I wouldn't read too much into you know today's action all that much. You know, I think a lot of today was some of those stocks and some of the areas that had sold off earlier. So I think today is just a little bit more of a bounce than anything else. You know, overall, I do think that the U.S. market is trading you know, right at a composite of our fair values. So I'm looking for more normalized returns, you know, going forward. You know, if you look at the Magnificent Seven stocks, you know, while they were significantly undervalued, you know, coming into 2023, you know, as much as they've run up thus far last year, coming into 2024, I think they've kind of run their race at this point. You know, only Alphabet, the parent of Google, is still undervalued in our mind. We actually think Apple is now overvalued. And the other five are all pretty fairly valued. So looking forward, we're looking for returns to broaden out across the market in 2024. Yeah, let's unpack that a bit. So for Apple, seemingly a bit rich, but we've got a couple of things coming up. We've got, for example, the Apple Vision Pro and potentially other mm-hmm. hardware as well. So why do you think Apple's not really the right time right now? Well, from a long-term perspective, I think the market is just pricing in you know, too much more growth over the next couple of years than what we're looking for. You know, we do think that the iPhone, while it certainly is a market leader, you know, its market share is probably starting to get you know, pretty full at this point. And we're also a little concerned about some of the potential for additional margin growth at this point. So we think that stock, it's uh, currently rated two stars. We use a five-star rating scale. Trades about you know, 15 to 16% over our fair value estimate today. All right, let's take a look at Google. And this is something that's going to be um, hinging a bit on consumer spending, advertising as well. What's your outlook around where the business is going? So we see a lot of different areas that you know, Alphabet is just really hitting still on all cylinders. We think it'll be one of the longer-term beneficiaries of artificial intelligence. And we do think that there's still you know, margin upside in its uh, YouTube business. Yeah, that's doing very well as well. And we also still think that the search and the advertising businesses have you know, further to run. So that is a star, uh, stock that we rate with four stars. It trades at about a 16% discount to our fair value. All right, so you've got a bit of an underweight on what is being described as core and growth. Instead, you're going to places like Mm -hmm. small and mid-cap stocks. So this is a place to go to because they've not been doing as well as the bigger cap stocks. Exactly. You know, they've definitely been lagging behind last year. And from a pure valuation perspective, that is where we see the best opportunities, you know, today. And I do think that 2024, you know, a large portion of our call this year is really just going to be a normalization. 
when I think about you know what the markets had to go through you know for the past four years you know during the pandemic, you know all of the disruptions that we initially had in 2020 and 2021, and then all the dislocations from those disruptions you know in 2022 and 23, I think 2024 is going to be a lot more normalized you know as far as consumer behavior as far as the economy goes, and I think that actually is going to be able to help the small cap stocks you know outperform this year. You know, taking a look at those small cap stocks, you know, they're trading at about a 17% discount to our fair value. So that is the part of the market that we think is most undervalued today. Yeah, so this year has been described as the year of normalization because rates potentially could come down after a few rate cuts on the table. So what should investors be doing as they navigate what will potentially be a new environment of rates? Well, I would look for some of those different areas that we think, you know, the declining interest rates will provide a tailwind you know, in those individual sectors. So one sector we still think is pretty undervalued today is the real estate sector that trades at about a 10% discount to our fair value. So I think you know the market last year put a lot of pressure on real estate, you know, specifically commercial real estate because of valuations mm-hmm. you know, still coming down in the urban office space. But we do see a lot of other areas in real estate that are undervalued and will perform well as interest rates come down. The other one I would take a look at there too is going to be the utility sector. Now, utilities got hit really hard in September and October of last year. We think they got pushed down too far when interest rates, you know, the 10-year was climbing. We've had a good bounce back in the 10-year with that getting back down to 4%. So we still think utilities, you know, still has uh, further room to run to the upside. Or if you look at bonds um, with the rate cuts on the table, what should investors be doing um, when it comes to exposure or reallocating some of the exposure? Yeah, so in the fixed income space, you know, we still like you know longer duration bonds, you know, ten year bonds and on out. You know, I think that's going to be the place where investors get you know both a, the ability to lock in you know yields as high as they are today, but also we do forecast that interest rates will be coming down over the next several years, and that's going to give you know some price appreciation for those bonds as well. You know, we're looking for the 10-year Treasury to get down to 3.5% in 2024 and actually get down to 2 and 3 quarter percent in 2025. And as far as, you know, the federal funds rate you know, in the short term, you know, we do think that the Fed is going to start cutting rates this year. We're looking for that first rate cut to come as soon as, you know, this March. So we're looking for a total of six rate cuts this year. So while those interest rates look you know, pretty healthy here in the short term, my concern there is going to be refinancing risk. So as you know, those short-term bonds you know, come due, I'm just afraid that you'd be reinvesting those into you know, lower and lower interest rates over the next two years. Mm, Dave, six rate cuts pretty much just double what the Fed's been signaling. And also, it will be interesting to watch how this will play out for banks. That's going to be in focus as the earnings season kicks off this Friday. So what are you looking out for? A couple of different things. So we have you know, the big four U.S. banks reporting uh, this Friday. There's really two key things that I'm going to be listening for. You know, First is just going to be their outlook on loan demand for 2024. And I think that will give us a lot of insight as far as you know what they're expecting for economic activity in the U.S. this year. But I'm also going to be listening for their outlook on loan loss reserves. Now, we're expecting just a normal build for future losses. But if those loan loss reserves you know, come in higher than expected, you know, that could indicate that the banks are more concerned about a possible near-term recession. And also the regional banks will be in focus next week. And if you cast your mind back to last year, 
they went through quite a tough time, the likes of Signature, SVB, and so on. What's going to be the areas to be focused on this time? Uh, so the two key things on the regional banks to listen for is going to be their deposit level. Now, generally across the regional banks that we cover, you know, we expect that the deposit losses have stabilized. And in fact, in a number of different cases, we do think that some of those regional banks are going to start seeing those deposits you know, coming back. Hmm. And then the other part, too, is going to be listening to what's going on in their hold and maturity accounts. And those were the areas you know, that you know, Silicon Valley Bank really got in trouble, that they had taken you know, very large losses in those accounts because of the increase in uh, long-term interest rates. So with long-term interest rates you know, actually starting to come back down, that should lessen some of the losses in that area. I think that'll provide you know, some good positive market sentiment. And we still see a lot of those regional banks now, while they're nowhere near you know, as low as they had gotten last year, are still trading at pretty attractive levels. Yeah, of course, last year saw a bit of flight to perceive safety for some of these regional bank deposits. So that's going to be one to watch out for in the coming weeks. We've been chatting with Dave Secura. He's the Chief U.S. Market Strategist at Morningstar Research Services. Dave, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks for the time today. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate the time. All right. Stay Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.